welcome to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, the official podcast of hardcore bowhunters. From the latest archery equipment and expert shooting advice to proven bowhunting tactics and the sport's biggest personalities, we've got you covered. Now, here's your host, Editor Christian Bird. All right, welcome back to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio. We are the voice of bowhunting, and as always, and as I've been saying for the last couple episodes here, we're glad that you've taken an hour out of your coronavirus quarantine to join us and talk about things that, for the most part, won't have anything to do with the coronavirus. And uh, today, I've got a guest who is no stranger to those of you in the bowhunting community, no stranger to us at Peterson's Bowhunting. That is Mr. Ralph Cianciarulo of uh, Archer's Choice Media and one of the all-around good guys of bowhunting. Ralph, great to talk to you, buddy. Hey, buddy. Same here. Are you wearing a mask? I am not wearing a mask because I'm in my basement, so I think I'm safe here. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we did have a conversation here amongst the family just the other night about whether we should be wearing masks when we go out. So it is strange times indeed. Oh, buddy, that's the truth. Now, one good thing. If there is a good thing, or probably several good things if we choose to look for them. One good thing is it's a lot easier to get on people's calendars, you know. You're normally like here, there, and everywhere, but right now I can get just about anybody I want on the phone to do a podcast. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it well well for those who are following trying to follow the rules and you know you know, Chris, what's crazy, buddy, is we we, we all live the outdoors. You, you know, and then they they, we know that to be outdoors is probably healthier than being indoors at this time, but it's the people we love and coming back home and, and, you know, trying not to, to meet up with somebody that has it that we don't know has it. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, is our parents or our grandparents, you know, or now even our, our, our immediate family, you know, have the, has the possibility of getting this crazy stuff. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, one it's one thing to your point, you know, and this is one of the reasons I was really interested in talking to you because you and Vicky and, you know, your posse, you guys re- rely on traveling, you know, almost yeah. all the time because you have to do a lot of hunting in a lot of different places throughout the course of the year to generate the amount of footage that you guys need to produce your television shows, your digital videos, whatever else you're doing for your sponsors, your website, what have you. And so it's not the same as just going out on your property there at home in Illinois. Yeah, you can go hunt some turkeys right there behind the house and come back home, right? And you haven't been exposed to anybody. But if you're going to go to camp, Kansas and Nebraska and Montana and a couple other states, Texas, whatever, and hunt turkeys. It's not just about, yeah, it's safe to be outside, right? But then there's all the other people that you would encounter along your travels there at the outfitter and all that stuff. So this throws a huge monkey wrench into into your annual schedule, doesn't it? Well, buddy, I, I can tell you right now, it, it's not only thrown the wrench in it, it stopped it. Um, you know, we would have, we would have been in Florida already right now, um, with Hoppy and everybody, but, but right now we're not, we can't, um, you know, and then, then we've got, you know, Kansas, Nebraska, Colorado, uh, (laughs) and, and, 
and, and Kentucky. We're still hoping that we have the opportunity to maybe do, you know, and, and home here, Illinois, um, possibly maybe, maybe save face with our Turkey season and get out twice, maybe three, you know, in two different places, um, you know, be it States, but right now, everything is on hold. And, and when I say that, it's not just turkey season, but it's our bear season over the border. Our BC, our Saskatchewan, our Manitoba trips are all on hold. And, and we don't know. And, and we can't blame the outfitters. You know, the outfitters are like, for, for BC, it's a spot in stock, but we have to go through, fly in to Vancouver Island. And, you know, I mean, that that's just a that's an international hub. And, and do we really want to put that at risk, you know, come in May, you know, I don't know if we want to. And then the, you know, you, then you have your outfitters on the bear hunts that, that run baits. And if they know, or they're, they're worried that if they can't have clients, you know, in May and early June, why would they occur the expense of running their baits and not have anybody? So, I mean, this is, it's just a trickle down effect everywhere. And, you know, I mean, we feel sorry for all the people everywhere that, you know, that are dealing with it. And I hope people don't think we're crying or complaining. You know, we're just trying to explain, you know, all of what's going on in our world, let alone everything else. Yeah, that's, it's true. I mean, it affects, that's the thing about all of this that's so different than other disasters you know you look at something like a hurricane katrina and you're like wow it devastated new orleans and now let's all rally behind louisiana and help them out and and meet them in their time of need whereas this is affecting you know everybody and it's not just the whole country it's the whole world and it's just unbelievable because the more you think about it the more you realize that everything is interconnected and what you said just to bring it back to our world as hunters what you said about bear season now that's something that i hadn't even thought about but you're right usually those bait sites have been established for at least a month before hunters get there and so it almost doesn't matter if they came out with a vaccine you know and everyone was good to go which isn't going to happen anyway but just theoretically if everyone was good to go on the first of june you still couldn't have a bear season because there's no baits no and and i mean you know it's just everything And, and there's things we don't think about that are just detrimental to, 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 to the whole process. And, you know, you know, like, like, like we just brought up with the baiting, these, these poor outfitters, you know, you know, some in the lower, in the lower States, but also, you know, across the border, they rely on that spring bear season to carry them through until the fall. They it's gone. It's potentially is gone. You know, we're talking outfitters that are, that have been in the business for a long time. And they're actually, they're sweating bullets because they're, you know, a, a few, you know, a fair amount of them are saying if they don't have a bear season at all, it's probably going to crush them. Yeah, that's it. You know, I you mean, know what I mean? Yeah. So you're like, oh my gosh, wow. Well, it's, yeah, it's bad. And then, so you've got, you know, you've got the outfitters, you've got, again, and travel plans. It's funny, Ralph, I, earlier this morning, 
I spoke to an outfitter out in Kansas where I'm hoping to hunt this year and we were having the same conversation because he's looking at canceling his entire spring turkey slate of clients and he doesn't know what he's going to be doing and of course here at the magazine you know i mean we actually just finished an issue thank god you know through through technology we're able to keep going we we did just put out our june issue and we're putting out a lot of content on our website and we're trying to stay to serve the bow hunting community but i was like you know, who knows what the future holds? The only certain thing right now is uncertainty, right, buddy? And at the same yeah, at the same time, you have to proceed as if life is going to continue. We're not all going to be dead come whitetail season. And so it's April first. The application period for Kansas just opened up and everyone's got three weeks because it closes on the 24th. If you want to hunt, yeah. if you want to hunt Kansas this year, you better make a game plan between now and the 24th of the month about what you're doing and put your application in. And you're kind of doing all that decision making flying blind. And the outfitters and the hunters are both in the same boat. You're both in your cockpit and it's foggy as all get out and you can't see the hand in front of your face. And we're supposed to make decisions as we as we do that well i mean you're spot on you know just Vic, vicky's applying today for for kansas you know me for us and 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 here's the thing I, I think what would be awesome and i know this is really stretching out there but to preserve how would i put this to preserve the anxiety for a lot of people if the divisions of wildlife would come out and say listen if we are a state that you have to apply, and if, if there comes a chance that we would not have a season that we will refund your, you know what I mean? Keep a, keep administrative fee, but, you know, possibly refund some money because, you know, a lot of people, we take for granted what we do because this is what we do 24 seven. There's a lot of people out there that, you know, one trip for the whole year or one trip for five years is all they have the opportunity of doing. And, you know, just I, I'd love to see if, you know, there was some type of reassurance for, for all of those out there that that would would know because, you know, a lot a lot of people don't have the opportunity to walk out their their front door, their back door and go hunting. You know, I, I mean, they have to work 60 hours a week, try to, you know, save some money to buy a, per, a you know, out-of-state permit. And, and I would just love to see if, if there was a way that we could assure them that if, if something continues, that they don't have to worry, that they will have, you know, the majority of their funds sent back. Yeah, that, that is a great idea. And it, I would love to see some states do that as well and and you know just to speak to that point and maybe add a little perspective um you know i don't know if you guys hunt montana every year the deadline for montana yep. just passed so yep. i had just we, put we, we're in yep yep okay and i i submitted my applications this past weekend uh and but i was talking to the outfitter that i hunt with out in montana earlier uh like last week and 
we were talking about this exact same thing. And I said, I speculated to him. I said, Rich, you know, one one thing about all this is I said, this might actually be a year to draw some of these out-of-state tags because I have got to imagine. Put yourself, I mean, forget somebody else's shoes, in our own shoes. You know, yeah, we're blessed. We're in the hunting industry. Are you telling me you're not afraid about what impact this could have on your business? Because I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I don't know what this is going to look like three months. Nobody does, right? So everybody is being a little bit more conservative than they normally would. And Rich told me, he said, look, I got word from the Montana Outfitters Association. He said non-resident, like, uh, deer permit applications were down like 40 some percent and uh, non-resident elk applications were down like 37 percent. So that's what's happening this year. Pe- people are uncertain not only about whether the hunting seasons will go off as scheduled, but they're concerned about their own paychecks and they've got to put food on the table and make a mortgage payment. Yep. And can you afford to be tying up a thousand dollars to apply for these licenses, you know? Well, no, because, you know, that money, you're taking food off the table or, you you know, you're taking a responsibility that you feel that you were raised to take care of your family. And, you you know, you're nervous about it because let's face it, I'm not in a position and I I, I don't I don't want to speak for you, but I don't think you are either to just say, hey, let's throw a thousand dollars out the door. Heck no. And I, I mean, to talk about the impact, you know, and again, I don't want it. I don't want to sound like we're complaining at all. But, but I mean, our office is shut down and, you know, Vicki, RJ and I, it's a family owned business. It's ours. Um, but it, it is shut down. It is, you know, we, we, we actually had to lay off some of the guys. I mean, we're just, this, this is a situation we've never been in and I, I can't explain to you and, you know, nor to anybody what, what it's like, because we have no experience in this, you know, in this realm, we're just, uh, we're trying to abide by the rules um, and hopefully, you know, get back on our feet. What we, what we're doing is actually we're, we're doing a lot of all the stuff on our own, you know, f- filming stuff, RJ, Vicky and I, you know, going out and doing tips for our manufacturers, just like you, you, you're doing, you know, you were trying to do get lay down content. Um, we're having one of our guys, actually trying to, to produce some stuff outside the, the office as far as, you know, so we, our deadlines for the show is met, but it's, uh, it's crazy. I mean, I'm sitting in my office. There's no other lights on in the office. <laughs> I mean, it's Vicky's in the other, you know, she's staying in the house. Um, it just, yeah, it's, it's a place it's empty. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned, you mentioned another thing and that's manufacturers and, Boy, is this having an impact on them? I mean, I, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to name names, but I can tell you this: in the last week, I've been in contact with uh, two different bow manufacturers who are shut down, uh, an accessory manufacturer that's shut down, and normally at this time of year, we're making plans for our annual broadhead test, and we're we're getting broadheads in uh, from a lot of different manufacturers to test some of the new models that would be available for this year, and there's issues in them getting us the heads for the test. And right now that, you know, that's up in the air. What are we going to do with about the broadhead test this year? So, um, you know, and then of course you have all these companies where, uh, you know, if they're not able to get raw materials and if their manufacturing plants can't operate, then uh, where does that leave product availability for this year? And what is the state of retail? 
sale when this all ends and can people, you know, get out and, and purchase the product that they want? Yep. And, and I mean, on our end, we're getting manufacturers asking us that, you know, can they, can they, you know, back, can, can we postpone, pay, can they postpone payment to us? So, so now it's bringing us, it's putting us on a very, very weird predicament as far as trying to do a skeleton budget and, and, and just, you know, keep the overhead and keep everything here existing, even though we don't know when those dollars are going to come through. Yeah, I, mean, I, like, again, I like that term, skeleton budget, because we're all going to look like skeletons if it goes on long enough, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 uh, it's a total, like you say, it's a total trickle down, Ralph, where, you know, you, you think sort of like on the service, you're like, okay, we can all just hunker down here for a month or two and pick up where we left off. But then as you start to think about it, you're like, no, it's all interconnected. And when one link in the chain breaks, the it the next link in the chain comes under stress and then that one breaks yep. and it goes on and on and you know ultimately it, i was going to come around to this but like geez now i'm thinking about the impact back on our company right because you guys are long-term partners of ours with the networks um if you're not able to do hunts you got to have content how do you produce programming <laughs> you know well i i mean trust me prior you know is almost every day we're in correspondence with a couple of our guys and we're trying to figure out what, just what happens if, you know, we've always, Chris, and Chris, you know this about us, you know, we've never put the size of the animal in front of the experience or the adventure. And we've always tried to, to you know, to, to make it as, not to, to make it, but to keep it as real as possible. Um, and try to eliminate what others have seemed to to get caught up in and that's the pressure of producing you know trying to to make sure you you kill a big animal and 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 that's not what we've ever been about so that pressure has never been on us but the pressure of possibly not having the shows that we need to to you know to, to to have the content that's that's becoming a reality and each, you know, each, each trip that gets canceled, you're like, Oof, what, what, what are we going to do? You know? And then it's coming, you know, coming to you guys and saying, listen, as far as, you know, the network guys, we don't have it. We, we, you know, we're going to repurpose, you know, one thing we're fortunate, very fortunate with this year is our 20th year on the outdoor channel. So we are doing, you know, we're, we're starting, we're, you know, we're going to, we're going to show, go the back best and of, show the best of the best of Ralph and Vicky. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, like the best moose hunts, the best bear, the best deer, or the most memorable. I hate, I hate to say the best. I'd rather say, you know, the, the most unique or the funnest or, or, or those, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, so, so we have somewhat of a buffer for what we do. We, you know, j just because it's, I mean, that's a big deal for us. That's a, it's, it's a good thing you didn't start, start last year, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I feel so sorry. So sorry for those, you know, producers that, that don't have a lot of content and, and just, just, just think of this. I, I mean, you know, it, it, 
Buddy, again, we, we are in a time that nobody's seen. And, and you, we're not political people. You know, I, if you were to ask me, what are we? I tell you, I, we're, we're nothing. We look at the person and that's what we make our, our voting decisions on. You know, you know what I mean? I, 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 and, and all I could say is I wrote a piece, I don't know, to a week ago or so um, on, our, on, our, on our Facebook. And it was explaining just in my, in my own retrospect you know, or perspective what, what I think. And it's real simple. We're no experts. But there are experts that are doing this stuff, and we need to just listen to them. We need to stop this bickering and stop this fighting and forget whose party's here or party's there and, and just say, listen, we need, the, we need the people who are in the offices that the majority of all of us voted for. Whether it is who you vote for or not, but the majority of the, the United States citizens put in office and let them do their job. You know, and I, and I mean, we, we, we have experts in these fields that are working, you know, diligently to, to, to make sure that, the, you know, we, as, we U.S. citizens are protected and, and as safe as possible in, a, in an epidemic time that we, we've never seen. Yeah. We have yeah. never it, seen. I actually saw a comment uh, that I thought was, was pretty good. It, it was from uh, Governor <laughs> Como in New York yesterday, somebody asked him something about politics and he said, um, there is no politics right now. There's no red and blue. There's just red, white and blue. And I thought that that's a good sentiment, you know? So, so yeah, we're all, we're all in it together, you know, and we need to be rooting (laughs) for one another. Um, Let's let's talk. I actually want to talk about some of the positives that are going to come out of this, because I do think there are yep. going to be some. But I, I wanted to talk sure. about one one other thing again, because I think I hope that this discussion that we're having for our listeners, you know, that they it, it helps them to realize, you know, hey, we're, we're all in this together. We're all experiencing the same emotions, the same stresses, the same, you know, fears and worries. And, and we think about the unknowns. Um, but I kind of wanted to talk to you about that. Like, I'm just going to start off by me. So, so me going from working at home sometimes to full-time working at home. Now, my wife is working at home. The schools are closed. So, I've got my two sons who are 16 and 14, and we're all cooped up in this house. And you'd think it would be great to just be at home. But I'm telling you, buddy, there's like one time <laughs> every day where like it's about ready to come to blows in here. And like somebody's going to go through a wall or something. And it is stressful like just dealing with all the anxiety that we all have as individuals and then you're on top of your family and like there's nowhere to get away so i want to know like are you and vicky like closer than ever now or are you like you know trying to figure out how not to tear each other up here As long as I keep her having her coffee, things are good at, you know, the Sands Row household. <laughs> but no, honestly, she, like, again, she, she has been, and she's going to get me, get mad at me for saying, she, we've been dealing with, she's had a, a temperature for almost three weeks now. We did, she did get a test, but, it, you know, it almost took two weeks to get it back. And it did say she was negative, which was awesome. 
but she's still Thank dealing with that. you know uh, in a, a low temperature but you know 98 between 98 and 100 100 degrees but it's still there and she's just down she's just and so that's why she's actually stays in the house we brought her laptop she's all in there um and she's she's still working she's a trooper and you know i'm in the office rj comes in uh in in his office but it's uh i'll tell you 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 know you're i think you and all of us are facing things that we we just we didn't perceive as possible I, i mean really who whoever thought that you would be sitting whatever network you're watching you know, as far as news is concerned or listening to, and everyone's telling you to, to stay home. And so you're like, Oh hell, that's awesome. Well, after about a week of just staying home with everybody, tensions increase. I don't have a whole lot of hair, but you have, you have, everybody gets in your hair. If you know what I mean? And, and everything, your dogs, your if you have cats or, or whatever, everything is just building up and building up. And, and, you know, we, we've made a point that when we're like at five o'clock, we, we try to have, have, well, we've always, when we're home, we always try to have a family dinner and then, you know, we'll sit and try to just relax, unwind, watch, watch something. And, and in my life, I never thought I would be a binger. But I guess I have become one just recently, and it drives me crazy. I okay, lie but th- that's good stuff, though, because America wants to know, what does Ralph binge on during yeah. the coronavirus crisis? So why don't you give me a couple of picks? Because let's face it, everybody needs a new show right now. So okay. give, me, give me your picks. Okay, I got to admit to everybody, we did watch The Tiger Dude. <laughs> the tiger king is that what it is yeah whatever it is yeah oh my gosh that was just a that was a train wreck from day one and um but we did watch it uh we did sit down and watch the whole damn thing and you know there there'd be times that i would tell everybody i just wasted you know 30 minutes of my life why did i do that or a couple hours and and i would tell you at this point I would have told you that right after I watched that whole thing, Vicky, RJ, and all of us, but that's all we got right now. So we didn't waste nothing. <laughs> um, we did watch um, that good morning show. Oh, that, that, was, mis- that was good, 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 mystic- good mystical morning on YouTube. No, no it was about, it was about the, um, the a network, a certain, you know, a, a, some network that had uh, one of their hosts end up getting in trouble with some sexual innuendos or something in the office and he got, you know, got fired. And I'm not, so it was like, know. it was like a parody of Bill O'Reilly's downfall or something like that. <laughs> or maybe like a Matt Lauer type of thing. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Gotcha. That was, that was really cool. Um, you know, and, and that was pretty interesting. And then we start, we watched, um, how to get away with murder or something like that. And I'm going to tell you, wow. That is pretty intense. Well, that uh, that's good. That's good tips. I'm going to give one. This isn't brand okay. new, but 
it was a show. It's actually the last season was last year. But if, if there's anybody out there who still hasn't watched it, and if you and Vicky and Ralph haven't watched this one, if you have Amazon Prime, um, yep. it's on Prime Video. The Man in the High Castle. You have to watch that one. The and Man in the High Castle. The, the Man in the High Castle. It's a. Uh, it's basically historical fiction, and the premise of the show is what would have happened if the nazis and the japanese had won world war ii and so the beginning of the show is the united states is divided in half basically and from the east coast to the rockies is nazi territory and from the west coast to the rockies is japanese imperial territory and basically america is living under occupation and it goes from there and i'm telling you it is an awesome awesome show it is an awesome, wow. awesome show. There's three seasons they did. It's over. They wrapped it up. And uh, probably one of the best TV shows I've ever watched. Then I'm going to give uh, just a shout out for some old sitcoms. And this is for all these you younger people who are listening. Okay. I, I, I'm going to show my age. But you know what I like <laughs> to watch a lot of is I'm watching a lot of old MASH reruns and a oh, lot of old yeah. taxi reruns on Hulu. Taxi. So. Taxi, man. Judd Hirsch and Mary Lou Henner, Tony Danza, um, um, Andy Andy uh, Kaufman yep. uh, as Latka. Well, it's a great show. Guys, if you're under 30 and you're listening to this and you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, go on Hulu and watch some old taxis. I'm telling you. And the great thing about taxi is like you want to get away from the coronavirus. Taxi's pretty far from the coronavirus. <laughs> Yeah, it ain't even close to even. <laughs> no, it was a different world. And it makes me actually, I find myself when I'm watching the shows, just wishing I could go like, man, I wish I could just go back to New York City in like 1970, whatever, and, and walk around out on the streets, man, and just go like sit down at a restaurant and have a normal day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, and, and that's what I think a lot of people don't don't just take the time to realize that's what TV is about. It's about escaping reality for those minutes that you're sitting there or, or hours that you sit there and watch it. And whether it brings back memories or it creates new ones or, you know, just like our hunting shows, buddy, is, you know, you just try to, you try to entertain people, try to educate them, like just with the magazines and everything. But you, we, we just, we, we got to step back and we, we've got to, we got to look at all of us in the same, in the same perspective and say, listen, we're all in this together. And, and we, we just need to respect everybody and, and, and try, try to listen to the experts because, you know, at the end of the day, we are going to laugh about this. We are, we are going to prevail. For, Our I, I hope so. Strongest. Buddy, we are. We, we, we you, come on. I know you. You got faith. We got faith. Oh, we yeah. We'll yeah. see through this. Mm-hmm. It sure, it, I think it's going to change a whole lot. You know, it'll change our lives forever. But, but through it all, we always have to look at the brighter side of things. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, so, and so let's pivot. And I think that's a good yep. turning, turning point because, uh, 
I had mentioned earlier, we just wrapped up our June issue, and so we're getting ready to ship that off to the press. And of course, what did I write about in my column for for that issue, other other than this crisis that we're all going through and how much it's changed our lives? And uh, headline I put on that is "Finding Calm Amidst the Storm." And <laughs> while you and I have talked a lot here today about the impact that this is going to have on us as far as the long-distance out-of-state, out-of-country trips that we might do, the vast majority of our fellow sportsmen don't really go out-of-state very often at all. Some of them never do, you know, maybe once every handful of years. And as I talked about in this column, you know, and as we've talked about today, you know, I there's so many things that I can't tell you right now. You know, we can't tell ourselves. I can't tell you when this is going to end. I can't tell you when my 401k is going to look like it did in February again. It might take years. I can't tell you, you know, uh, whether we're going to have a baseball season this year or a football season. And I could go on and on and tell you that all these things that I can't tell you. But one thing that I can tell you is that, the hunting that I do right here locally in Pennsylvania, man, that is going to be more important than it ever was in 2020. Because, you know, the think about it, Ralph, as a bow hunter, we've been using bow hunting or whatever kind of hunting you're into as a form of social distancing all of our lives. This is where we go to restore our souls, to connect with nature, to, to get away from everything in society that's not real and, and to do the most real thing that we do all year, which is to participate in this timeless life and death cycle. And, and man, it just puts you back together again. And I, honestly, I'm almost tearing up talking about this because man, don't you just need it more than you've ever needed it before? Well, buddy, I mean, I've always put it in relationship or, or to understand that it's like someone going to fill up their gas tank. We go out in the woods to fill up our soul. It's in our DNA. It's what makes us who we all are. And, you know, to, to think right now that just being able to go outside this coming fall God willing and, and hunt, not like you said, no traveling. I mean, maybe getting in your truck and going to your, you know, your farm that you have or, 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 you know, that your buddy lets you hunt or it's a grandparents or what, whoever it is, but, but staying locally and, and, and hunting, I gotta believe everything happens for a reason. <laughs> and I, I believe in our, world we 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 as human beings have, have taken too much for granted we have especially americans you know because things are just so damn easy for some um we're going to get back to the basics and the basics are going to be getting in that ground blind or getting in that tree stand Maybe not looking at the size or the measurement of the antlers, but putting that food back on that table, you know, and, and just getting out there and uh, absorbing 
what hunting really is supposed to mean. And, you know, waking up in the woods, listening to the birds, listening to the squirrels, you know, and, and, and I mean, things that some have forgotten why we do what we do. And Absolute, getting back yeah. to that is going to be unbelievable. Yep. You know, my, uh, my 14 year old, he's been struggling with this a little bit because he's a really social person. And also he's in the high school musical, which was supposed to be last weekend, you know, and that was canceled. Uh, and yep. It's been a downer. I mean, everybody's lost things as a result of this. Well, and, I, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you, buddy, but, but here's something that we were talking, you know, RJ's buddy, Brandon, he's, He's RJ graduated last year. Brandon graduates this year. They were both in track together. They were both throwers and Brandon was really, you know, making moves. He was doing good. He's, he's lost his whole track season. He, Absolutely. These schools, yep. th- th- there, there may be no graduation. There may be no proms. Think of that. These poor kids that work, you know, all through high school for their senior year, and there's nothing. These these young young adults that went through all you know all four or even longer years of college, you know, and graduation is huge. It's gone. It potentially may never happen. They may be sitting there and get a diploma or a degree in the mail. Yep. Oh, I know. Wow. Yeah my my older son, my older boy, sixteen. He's in eleventh grade, and so yeah, he's a thrower too. And he throws shot put, and he really enjoys that. He, 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 luckily, they, they, you want to talk about something crazy. He's on the basketball team, and our, our high school basketball team made the state playoffs this year, and they won two games in the state playoffs, and they were down to the elite eight in the state, and it's over. That's it. They made it to the final eight, and they don't get to finish the season. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And, and so this, now, this yeah, it's going to be yeah. felt forever. And, and so anyway, yeah, so he's bummed out about track. And, and as I told him, you know, you, you, you said it. I said, well, just be thankful that it wasn't your senior year. At least you still have next year, you know, because yeah. think about all the seniors. And so to bring it around, you know, what I, I wanted to talk about just this moment that I had with my younger son because he was really upset uh, a couple days ago. And I just put my hand on his shoulder and I looked at him and it was exactly what you were talking about, Ralph of getting back to the basics. And I said, yep. and the thing you, you know, we as parents, as adults, to look back at these younger people, we have to remind ourselves, you know, heck, we've never been through anything like this before, but we've at least encountered adversity and toughened up a little bit. For these younger people, it's not that they're not tough, not that they're not going to be tough, but they just, they've never had to go through anything like this. You know, it's a shock to their nope. systems. And I just said, this is, these are the times in life where you have to decide about what's really important and like what really, what is your foundation? What is it that your happiness is based on, you know, and it's not things and it's not circumstances. And, and to your point, you know, yes, you know, creation and being out there in nature. And as I said in this column, you know, we will come through this and we will be stronger for it. And, and, yep. and basically just told people, you know, Keep the faith, keep taking care of your family and your friends, and keep on bow hunting. And that's all we can hold to right now. That's it. Now's the time to step out in the yard, do some shooting. You know what I mean? And, and, and 
just just keep yourself occupied. You know, I, I think the worst thing to do is just sit down and just let your mind wander and listen to the news, what whatever channel. And I mean, face it, it will put you in a state of depression. We oh, you just you just got to turn it off. I said to my wife last night because yeah. we had it on for a while, and I said, "Throw me that remote." I said, "I just can't take it anymore." And I put on some like science channel show on Hulu about like weird discoveries around the world, you know, again, escape, get me away from that for a while. You know, right now, still, still, you know, get out in the woods, do some shed hunting. You know, you got in in certain areas and it's going to start moving further north is, you know, you're going to have morels. You're going to have your mushrooms. I mean, great time to pre-scout for next season. Um, you know, I've been walking, we've been walking, bumping all of our, you know, all our waypoints on our base map, you know, just trying to, if we're finding new locations. So, so we're, we're strategizing, you know, for the fall, because right now, let's just look at it this way. Fall season is a dream. (laughs) It's a dream. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because we're, we're, we're dreaming that it happens. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and and so so you know I've always lived tried to live my life and saying you know never stop dreaming never because once you once you lose that then you have nothing to live for and well, and, and, and I and mean the, I'm, and the other thing that I think is potentially going to be huge this year and I don't know exactly what form it'll take or how it'll come about but you know with technology nowadays there's a lot of smart people out there and people are going to figure something out if. You know, if we're not able to do all the things that we normally do, man, that's social media and people like, you know, generating just content of their own stuff. And, you know, will somebody come up with a platform or will the just imagine this? Imagine if Outdoor Channel or Sportsman Channel literally just says, you know what? These are unprecedented times and we're going to do something we've never done before. Everybody in America, if you're a hunter, Take your camera out there and we are going to edit like every week new episodes of just like people all around the country. And like this is like our life and we're still doing it and nothing can stop us. You know, like I just think who knows if something like that would happen, but I could see it. You know what I mean? Because they may change a lot of things. You know, this circumstance, this virus changes a lot of things, but it is not going to completely shut us down. You know, I just I just love the old, you know, country boy can survive, man. Right. And, and we're going to we're going to. We're, you know, I mean, I mean, it. <laughs> we deal with this all the time, and anyone who who lives the outdoor lifestyle deals with certain things. They're, they're, they, you know, they can't wait. They work. They work Monday through Friday, ten to twelve hours a day, to get out Saturday morning. And what happens? Saturday morning, high winds. You know, torrential downpours. And you're like, well, damn. You you know, you get on your app and you watch the weather and you you see there's a break. At 4 p.m., guess what? At 3:59, you're in that stand. <laughs> so, so we are going to persevere. We, you know, none of us, no one out there that's listening to this or that lives this lifestyle, are quitters. We're not quitters. You know, just right now, we've got to we got to put put some of the things to the side and look at the bigger picture and realize that you know, yep, right now is going to be rough, but. Through the roughness, you know, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And, oh, yeah. and I truly believe that. And, and, you know, our Savior is the one that's going to say, listen, 
a door may close, but I will open another. Oh, amen and to they, that. You know, brother. we just we we have to be the individuals that step through that door. Mm-hmm. And we got to support one another as a community too. You know, another thing amen. that I that I think that is good that could come out of this is. Um, you know, there's been a lot of just generally as a, as a society, as a whole, which is a great sentiment. I've seen a lot of people on Facebook talking about how, you know, we really need to remember our local businesses through all this. Right. So your your smaller stores, uh, your locally owned uh, restaurants and things like that. Yeah, your diners. Yeah, when this ends, right, that we all need to flood into these places and help them recover. Well, it's the same way. Think about our local pro shops and our sporting goods stores, these <clears throat> local local places. These people are probably hurting really bad right now. When we when you get your stimulus check, man, think about reaching out to that pro shop and, and you know, seeing what you can do to help these people. Because when things do come back, we are all going to be in bad shape if those people that we've relied on to fix our bows and uh, have those broadheads that we need or have that bait that we need to go fishing on the weekend, if they're not around anymore, you know, we need to we need to do our part to make sure they are. Well, yeah, great point, buddy. And, and I mean, real simple. Maybe you don't need a dozen new arrows. Maybe you don't this year, but go to that local retailer and buy a half dozen support them. You, you know what I mean? It, you may not have to make a giant purchase, but any purchase is going to help. And, and, and I, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all in this together. And Oh, I just lost Ralph. He's dropped off. So I think that we could wrap it up with that though. And it's a great point, right? At the end of the day, we are all in this together and together. Uh, we will get through it, right? United we stand, divided we fall. And support, Amen. support yourselves. Ah, oh, Ralph, you're back. You're back. Yep. You cut out for a while there. I'm you, Everything you were saying uh, just stopped, so I picked up. But anyway, I think that's a good place to pretty well wrap it up, right? You got it, brother. Well, I wish you and Vicky and RJ and, and the whole posse the very best, you know, with, with – uh, continued prayer and some some uh, positive developments here this this will be over you know sooner than than later and uh man we will be out in the fall and like you said we will we will appreciate it more than we ever did thank you for listening to peterson's bow hunting radio the official podcast of hardcore bow hunters pick up the latest issue of peterson's bow hunting on your local newsstand or check us out on the web at bowhuntingmag.com